If he wins again, Trump will prioritize obedience over credentials as a journalist. I've always been fascinated by what drives the strange, complicated characters who occupy the most powerful positions in government, their mixed motivations, their inner conflicts, how they navigate the tension between principle and political expediency. This stuff doesn't just make for compelling human drama. Policy is inevitably shaped by the personalities who wield power in America. That's why I spent so M. UCH of Donald Trump's first term in office profiling the figures who orbited the president. Understanding them helped me understand the man in the Oval Office and the world he was trying to create. Broadly speaking, the people who populated Trump's first administration could be divided into two categories. The adults in the room, James Mattis, John Kelly, Gary Cohn, who saw their role as reigning in the president's worst impulses, and the loyalists, Steve Bannon, Mike Flynn, who e. encouraged and worked to actualize those impulses. For the new issue of The Atlantic, I was asked to draw on my years of reporting to envision what a second Trump administration would look like. Some of the names I heard in conversations with sources were startling. Think Stephen Miller as the White House Chief of Staff, Josh Hawley as the Attorney General, Vivek Ramaswamy as the Ambassador to the United Nations. Individual predictions varied, but there was one thing virtually Eve. Ryan agreed on, if he wins again, Trump will prioritize obedience over credentials in his staffing decisions, and not just at the cabinet level. As I report, a well-funded initiative by Trump allies at the Heritage Foundation aims to extend this ethos of compliance into the civilian workforce. The plan is to effectively convert up to 50,000 rank-and-file federal workers into political appointees, whom Trump can fire at will if they show insufficient fealty to him and his agenda. My P. Ease appears in a special issue, dedicated to articulating the stakes of a Trump victory in 2024. Drawing on their own journalistic expertise, my colleagues brilliantly examine how Trump's re-election could affect the military, the judiciary, immigration, and virtually every other facet of American life. The threats explored in this issue are invariably rooted in the psyche and worldview of the man running for president, but understanding how his orders will be carried out requires unders. Tanding the loyalists and cronies who are preparing to ascend to the highest levels of American power. The kind of reporting it takes to reveal who these people in power are and what they're trying to accomplish takes time and resources. I routinely spend months on a single profile. The Atlantic is one of the only publications left in America that allows its staff writers to spend that kind of time digging into an important story that work, which may be more important than ever, in 2024, would be impossible without our subscribers. If you're not yet a subscriber, I hope you will consider joining us.